0: This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishnanos. Good morning. So today we are doing the Uddhava Gita. This is chapter 14. We are doing verse 19 onwards. This is the last message of Sri Krishna. The dialogue between Krishna and Uddhava. Today we are going to discuss more on the philosophy of devotion. So we are doing Uddhava Gita, chapter 14, verse 19 onwards. O sinless one, I have already expounded the philosophy of devotion to you. But since you have taken a fancy to it, I shall again describe the chief means to the attainment of devotion to me. So Krishna is explaining to Uddhava, The entire philosophy of devotion has been explained to him many times. Likewise, even in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna had explained the philosophy of devotion to Arjuna. But unfortunately, it doesn't sink or enter. It is when some things are said in a very simplistic manner, very, very simple manner, they do not seem to enter the mind of a person. Likewise, Arjuna was not able to understand a lot of things which Krishna said to him. Same way, Uddhava is not able to decipher what Krishna is saying simply. We have to understand that nothing is said simply. It has got a tremendous amount of meaning in it. So when he says a simple line, do it this way. It is assumed that he is giving you the choice of doing it or not doing it. Actually there is no choice. The answer is simply you have to do it. So his way of saying the same words are very soft and subtle. But the subtle language is never understood by humankind. The subtle language could be, see, we have to clean this place in the morning. Tomorrow we have a puja at 7am in the morning. So we got to clean the place. Now if these kind of words are being said, (laughs) it will tell you, oh, we have a puja at 7 a.m. We got to keep the place clean. There is a lot of meaning in the words which he says. Let us look at it from that perspective. One, it says that you got to get up early. You got to start your work early so that at 7 you are having a bath and you are ready and all the ingredients of the puja part are ready. You are standing over there waiting for the puja to happen at 7 a.m. So now can you please go backward and think what he said. It simply translates into that you get up early. Suppose you can, if you are able to clean the whole place up and then set up the puja ingredients and get the whole thing organized. It means the flowers have to be there. All the diyas, bathis, everything has to be there. The the dipam, everything has to be in place. The flowers have to be put on the gods. Can you get the whole gist of it? It means a whole load of business. Not just a simple idea that you, <laughs> we have 7 o'clock morning prayers. No. There is a whole load of stuff that is being mentioned. But a mind is not able to grasp this because it has its own way of thinking. It will say, oh tomorrow is puja. To rakhi bandhan. Okay, tomorrow we will get good food to eat. Sweet, sweet stuff will be made. So it is always thinking about the positives Not the workload. The workload has to be understood. An excellent planning has to be there in place. Planning is the place where everybody falters. You have to know this. Everybody has the problem of planning everything perfectly. Krishna has never said don't plan. Krishna on the contrary has insisted that you plan. You see, where there was a war, whether it's a war with the Arjunas and the Pandavas and the uh, Kauravas, don't you think that that war was planned years ago? (laughs) Also, who was going to be leading the faction every day? That was also planned to the T. What kind of a formation will be there? That is planned. What kind of weapon system we have to use? That is also planned. You see, when we were buying the Rafale aircraft from France, it took so many years for it to come. I still remember Manohar Parikar, the the ex-defense minister, late Manohar Parikar. That time, He had sanctioned those things and they are coming now. Why? Because China is at the door. (laughs) He's is knocking the door that is why. But if planning was perfect, we could have had those things in place perfectly. We are still lacking 25% of the squadrons. We don't have them we should be having number of squadrons and 25% minus in that, which is not a good thing. We got to be ready. So in a Kurukshetra war, if tomorrow Arjuna says, Oh, I have sent my weapons for sharpening and the poor the fellow who was doing the sharpening. You know, he last, yesterday he, he had locked his place and gone. Wow! How can you talk like that? <laughs> Just imagine my arrows you know he was supposed to give them nice shine and give all right oh my string broke imagine in the middle of the battlefield you can't say my string broke what do you mean by your string broke you are here trying to fight the enemies and your string broke <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is said that when the Germans were, you know, walking all the way, all the way up to Russia, Siberia, they were not sure what is going to happen in Siberia, by the way. They were conquering lands after lands after land. The German army during the world war was conquering lands after lands. And they had entered into what is, what is now, uh, you know, Russia, old times it was called Union of Soviet Socialist Republic. It was called, later on it was called Iron Curtain Countries and all that kind of. So, the problem was, you know how cold it is in Siberia? Nobody knew. And the people, those who supplied, you know, the kind of material to the German army, they did not foresee that the shoes which they are wearing should have proper insulation. And water started entering the shoes. You can't walk in the Siberian winters like that. And they couldn't progress further and so they had to stop and withdraw. It is so stupid. I mean, just think about it. This is the way in which we function. So when Krishna says, you know, you have to be ready for something, you have to take everything into account. Let us say if I have to shift my house. Now, if we have to shift from one place to the other. I can't be shifting it. Now, this month end, suppose on 31st, I have to shift. All right. Now, I can't be dreaming about on 29th and 30th. Oh, I have to shift on the 31st. You know, I have to think about all these things. How am I going to do? No, you got to start your planning now. Now, think about it. God has given you this opportunity today. Pandemic is going to be there for more than one or two years. You know that, and I know that <laughs> because it's not going away. So, how are you going to plan? You've got enough time in hand to plan. You have to plan in such a way that we are going to eliminate a lot of issues. You've got a time to plan now. How is everybody going to sit? What are the kinds of things that we are going to do? How are things going to function? How are the things going to move around? What is the logistics that we have to do? Everything has to be perfectly planned. And if you tell me today, I don't know, then that is stupid. So when Arjuna or Uddhava, both these guys, when they are told about devotional path, they are still asking the question, what is the meaning of the word devotion? Sir, you can't start all over again, you know. I mean, this is what everybody does to me also. Guruji, can you please explain to me all over again? What do you mean by all over again? It is the same thing being repeated so many times. But okay, like Krishna is so kind, you know. Okay, we'll we'll do once over, you know, revision. So he is going to do the revision once again for Uddhava. And he is going to tell him, what is the meaning of the word devotion, and what is this philosophy involved in it? We is going to do a you know, redo the whole lesson once again. So let us see how he redoes it. All right, we'll go to the next verse, the chapter fourteen, the last message of Sri Krishna Uddhav Gita verse twenty, a constant regard for the wonderfully sweet tales of my deeds expounding them to others after hearing. Attachment to the worship of me and praising me with hymns. Now, devotion starts with praises only. Always remember that. You are not supposed to say, Krishna, you are the big villain in my life. You know, you make me squirm every day. Every day I have to think where I will get the flowers from. (laughs) You can't say every day you are telling me to say the same prayer. You know this is like a broken needle. You know that gramophone record is huh? like a broken. It goes like that. So it's like that. I have to say the same prayers every day. Can't I have something new? Yesterday I was meeting somebody, and that person they said, "Oh, Krishna Janmashtami is around the corner. Okay, what food are y'all going to make?" So the first question people love to know is what food you all are going to. Did I not tell you? Everybody has this question. What food you all are going to make? It is not about devotion, it is about eating. <laughs> so he said, the same thing which we do. You know, there will be God Shira, there will be, you know, whatever. Same thing, ah. Huh? You can't have anything little spicy and stuff like that. Uh, Come on, you can't have spicy and stuff like that. You got to have what is needed. (laughs) So prayers are exactly like that. The prayers are fixed. You know, you keep on saying the prayer constantly. The whole universe is throbbing with the sound of Om. Okay, tomorrow it's not going to change as Boom or something like that. Alright? Maybe just imagine instead of saying Om I'll say uh, maybe you know something else I will say tomorrow. What are you talking about? You can't say something else besides Om. Isn't it? Like tomorrow if I call you by some other name you won't even look at me. See? the, The problem is that we have to be there in that same rhythm the same way And prayer means you have to praise. Prayer means P-R-A-Y P-R-A-I-S-E Praise. Praise the Lord. Yes. So he starts with a constant regard for the wonderful sweet tales of my deeds. Always, whenever you meet another person, You should keep on talking about beautiful tales about the Lord. Oh, you know, Krishna did this, Krishna did that. He is responsible for this. He killed so many demons. You you understand what I am giving you this idea about? Suppose if I have to talk about Jesus Christ, I'm not going to be talking about, oh, he got put on the cross or something like that. No, I'm going to say he turned water into wine. He called out to Lazarus and said, rise. You you got what I'm saying? I am more interested in telling good stories, not some bad stories. So my stories have to be very, very good. People will start with, you know, Krishna got 16,108 wives. Why you have to be so perfect in that 108 and all that? No. What are we talking about? No, talk about his glories. That you still don't know what it means. Nobody understands what it means. And people, they don't know simple stories also and they want to know the secret life of Krishna. I mean, just just imagine. And they will come and ask me, Guruji, can you tell me what he does in the Goloka? He's got so many gopis, no? And so many cows. Come on. You mean to say you want to know what he does in the Goloka? He does the same thing which he does on earth. Okay? He gets up in the morning. He does his daily ablutions. Why should he do that? Not necessary, no. Is magic. Oh, you mean to tell me he's going to do something different over there? Yeah, he starts dancing early in the morning also. I mean, he's not supposed to have lunch, breakfast, dinner, nothing, nothing. He's not supposed to eat or anything like that. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Chappan vogue is there. 56 type of items he eats. He's got little stomach. You think he's going to eat 56 type of items? Some people really have some weird sense of thinking that Krishna must be doing, you know, eating 56 type of items. That means huge one, uh, maybe 10 kg one one um, box will be kept, and he is going to eat that 56 into 10, 560 kilos is going to gulp down. You think he is what uh, uh, Balram or somebody? Balram can do that. He can do that. <laughs> he takes little bites, very small bites. He will just take a small pinch of it. Very nice. Very nice. That is it. That is called blessing that food. He is not going to eat everything. He will just take a little put it next to his lips. That is all that is needed. So he is not eating 56 type of delicacies. Allah, He doesn't do that kind of a thing. Alright. Then Why do you want to know the secret life of Krishna? Why not know the public life of Krishna? So know the public life of Krishna. Okay, it is always better. And what is written in the scriptures is an authenticated thing. Have we not discussed it yesterday? Yesterday the first thing that was said was scriptures, the books, the places where the idea about these things are written. We go by that. So go by that. And when we really go by what is written, then you don't have to dig deeper into what he was doing, how he was doing, oh what kind of... The clothes are already mentioned. Okay, yeah. Uh, Today in the morning the discussion was going on the hair of Krishna. Hair. Hair of Krishna, is it long or short? Huh? There must be barber there or what? Can, come, can you imagine that? <laughs> so I I gave a very simple answer. I said you you please I you have to understand all the gods, you no? Know, they wear crowns on their head. Below the crowns, whether they are wearing wigs or whether they are bald, we don't know. Next time we'll have to remove the crowns to see whether they are bald or having hair. Come on. These are not the stupid things that you need to think about. Krishna is very clear. He says, your job is to do constant regard for the wonderfully sweet tales of my deeds. All the good stuff has to be mentioned, not the bad stuff, please. The bad stuff which you think is bad is actually called Leela. There is a reason why he does that. A very simple answer is why did he have to kill Kamsa? It appears so bad. Right? Yesterday I was giving you an understanding. He said he was the child when prior to you know he was a small baby and before he was born there were so many children killed by this uncle of his. Okay. But he got saved. He was taken away to another place. And he grew up. And that is the thing which we have to think of. So think of all the glorious situations Krishna was in. Every god that we talk about. Whether it is Krishna, Ram or whoever. We have to always glorify them. Always think about their beautiful stories. And Expound them to others after hearing. If you listen to the story, it is your job to tell other people about the story. So if you know a story which is related to Krishna, explain it to other people. Just tell the other people also. It means you are spreading the good word. Okay. Think about it. Why is it important to spread this word? It is important to spread this word because that is the philosophy of devotion. Got the answer? The philosophy of devotion means when you listen to my stories and spread them around, after you first listen to them, you have to listen to them. You have to think about them. Oh, he's has done such wonderful acts. Now, tell them to others. When you tell them to others, The other people get devoted. They also feel the love within them. See, even where your guru is concerned, most of the people, you know, most of the people, they will go and tell the story about their guru to somebody else. They will say, you know, my guru is so great. He did this. He did that. That is, we have to say this good stuff. But there are some people in this world who are ready to pull him down also. You know, this is what he is doing. Ha! That is not important. Then he says, expounding them to others after hearing. Attachment to the worship of me. Worship me constantly. Worshipping is a very, very important word here. When you worship, you worship with your heart. Okay? Okay. It is always palms closed together like a namaskar, bowing down, always in supplication to him. This is the importance of worship. Worship me with different, different ingredients. I am sure we have discussed this before, but I will recap it one, once more for you. I told you that when we are talking about ingredients, there are lots of ingredients that Krishna loves. There is the type of flowers that you have to put on him. The flowers are peculiar. You know, they are very, very, very strange ones also. Okay. You have to use those flowers which are conducive to him. You can even put Tulsi Mala because that is what he loves. Right. There are certain flowers which are like say for example, if you are paying to Kalima, yes, to her it is, The red hibiscus, you know, the red color hibiscus that is there, that is for her. You can offer it to Krishna also, but that is not a regular flower for him. No. For Hanumanji, you have another kind of a flower that is there. You can find it. It's mostly growing in the wild, you know. Uh, It's a very peculiar kind of a leaf, a flower, a very tiny one. I don't know the name. Uh, When I see it, I, I will come to know immediately. So those are the flowers, those are the leaves that have to be offered. Belpatra. Bel has to be offered to Shiva, not to Krishna. You don't offer it to Krishna. No. Tulsi is what you offer to him. Tulsi you don't offer to Shiva. You got the answer? So this way you have to know exactly the kind of flowers, the kind of leaves, the kind of Offerings that are to be done to him. What kind of a, you know lamps do you light? You see, there are different different kinds of lamps. Okay, why we say Pancharati? Panch means five. So that arthi where there are five bhatis there, and that you show to the god. One, five. Seven, like that there are different, different kinds. We have to show it to the Lord. Whichever way it is conducive to Him. So worshipping Him in a particular manner is important. Offering water, we say, Achmana. why is it so important? Why do we have to offer water? You see, when somebody comes to our house, don't we offer him water? That is the reason why we offer water. Okay. Flower, I told you. Dhoop. Dhoop is that, uh, I don't know what you call it in English, but dhoopam. That sticks which are there, the small ones, they have to be of a particular kind. Nowadays, people buy them at so cheap places, you know, they have 3 rupees, 5 rupees and 7 rupees. I can tell you that that is not a dhoop. That is just a smoke creating weapon. Why you want to suffocate Krishna over there, I don't know. You know, you can't make so much of so, you know, all the uh, smoke over there and kill all those fellows over there. Don't do that. You offer dhup sticks. The dhup sticks are of a particular kind. There is a particular kind of a loban to be used. You see, these are a particular, uh, you know, ingredients which come from trees. They are aromatic trees. Do you know what aromatic trees means? The ones which give nice flavor. Don't offer anything. The cheap agarbattis that you get nowadays, please don't offer them. They are not good. They just make smoke. And you want what uh, you know, it is intimate. There. Okay. Intimate. Intimate. Krishna doesn't care for intimate. He wants you to be intimate with him. Yeah. So, there there are different, different kinds of flavors that are there and they are natural. So, that can be offered to him. It's like that. You you got the gist of it all? So, worshipping him in a particular manner is important. Alright. So, we will come to the next one. And praising me with hymns. Hymns are very, very important. Even in Christian churches, have you not heard hymns? Right? Exactly those kind of hymns are there, which we can definitely say. Every day, you can have prayers which are fixed. Fixed prayers. But hymns can differ. Hymns are different, different kinds of praises to Him. They are in a very short format. Yes, you can sing those hymns. You can play those in. It doesn't matter really. But this is the way he says, this way the devotion grows. Right. We'll move to the next one. The next verse. This is chapter 14, Uddhav Gita, verse 21. Delight in service unto me, making prostrations before me, worshipping my devotees, which is even greater than worship of me. And looking upon all beings as myself. So in the path of devotion. You should always take delight in worshipping me. We have people in India. They put everything in. You know there is a fast forward button. So they will put. when, When the thing is. Even in podcast also you will find X. 2x, 3x. You know it means what? The thing plays faster. So they want to say (laughs) What are you doing? That is not the way to say prayers. Say it perfectly. All your words have to be listened to. Krishna is listening to your words. You are not interested in The kind of thing that people do. No. Be very clear in the words that you speak. Your diction has to be good and perfect. If you are making a mistake with one word, it is not good. So, take delight in that. Don't say for the sake of saying. Alright? Just for the heck of it, a person should never say words. You have to feel goodness inside of you. When you speak about the Lord, you have to feel the love within you. So when you say the prayers, the prayers should make some meaning out of it. People speak about Madhurashtakam. You see, the Madhurashtakam is such a madhur, such a sweet melody it has got, such a sweet verse it is. The sweetness has to flow. And that is important. So he says, take delight in what you do to me. If you are saying prayers, if you are lighting a lamp, just don't say, "No, oh, the lamp went off, let it be, after we finish, we will light it. No. Light it properly. If I just now shut down, you know, two of my bulbs over here, do you think you will be able to see me? No. So, is it important for the lighting to be correct? There you got the answer. So, in your own world, if you want to take a selfie, if the light is not correct, you are going to, oh, I will go in the sun and see. Isn't that what you do? In the same way, the lights have to be lit properly. You know, Lights have to be lit properly. The puja has to be made properly. Everything has to be done very, very. You got to pay attention to it. You can't be saying, you know, Oh, today we don't have any prasad. You know what? We'll just put something. No. If you really care for the Lord, then you just do something which is good. If you don't have anything, put little sugar. It doesn't matter. Little. Half a spoon of sugar is sufficient. Even little things which are which you feel, you know, are there at home. That also is fine. That is the answer. Making prostrations before me. Always bow down to me when you are saying those words. If you fa- finish a prayer also, bow down to me and do like this. You don't have to, oh, You see, you can't be saying, oh, stop that, stop that, stop that. Okay. And then before that thing has stopped, you have started your next one. You can't do that. No. And everything out of sync is not also correct. You have to take it slowly. Slowly. It doesn't mean that you are running away for some place. No. It is the way of speaking. When you want to hear your praises don't you want to hear them nicely? You want to hear them in a perfect manner. You want to hear how good you feel about me sir? So you want to hear your praises no? So don't make like a fast train you know Deccan Queen or some Rajdani Express you are gone and finished. No. Go slowly. Finish your prayer. Finish one and then start another. Don't try to, oh, we are going to overlap this, from this to that. Why? Because we got to finish, you know, we got to eat food fast. Alright. That is not the way. Do it very slowly. Make prostrations to me. Worship me. Now, the next thing that he says is, Worship my devotees. Who are the devotees? Do you remember? The Guru. (laughs) He is your devotee. (laughs) He is a devotee of Krishna. So, which is even greater than worship of me. You have to always worship the Guru. The devotee is him. So, you have to worship him. That is greater than worshipping me. It simply is saying that if you do not have any value for your Guru, then there is no point in worshipping him. Then you are not even worshipping Krishna. He is the highest. You know that. Na? Now, now when you are doing Uddhava Gita, you have understood it very clearly. In the Bhagavatam, in Uddhava Gita, in Bhagavad Gita, everywhere he is saying worship me, worship me, worship me, worship me. What does he mean by that? He is just telling you if you have to worship me, worship my devotees first. Worship my devotees, I will be happy. If you don't worship my devotees, what is the point? So this is what he means. Looking upon all beings as myself. Everybody has to be considered as Krishna's essence. Little bit of Krishna in everybody. So worship the Guru, the gods, all these people around. You see, when you do this puja, ardi, do you know what... In most of the temples, some of the really good ones, you know what they do? They Now just see this. Huh? They are taking the arati and they are doing like this to God. Alright? They are doing to the guru, the God, whoever it is. And then they are doing like this to the people around also. Have you seen? Because they are my devotees. Give them honor. Worship everybody. So show them that light also. Got the answer? The light has to be shown to everybody around. It is not after finishing that you have to do. It is while you are doing this puja, you show the light around to everybody also. And when you are doing that, you know, putting water, the holy water, you put a little on the people also. Got it? That is the way. He says when you worship me worship your guru because I am in him and worship the people around. Everybody has to be worshipped because the essence of Krishna is in everybody. Right. So we will move to the next verse. This is chapter 14, Uddhava Gita, verse 22. Moving the limbs so as to serve me, recapitulating my attributes through speech, surrendering the mind unto me and banishing desires from it. So while you are worshipping me, you have to move your limbs. Okay? Not just do like that. You got hands and you got legs. Can you move your limbs please for me? Don't just stand over there and do nothing. Okay. Why? There is another method of worship also. Another method of worship. We have already done speech. Because when you are saying prayers, you are doing the speech. You understand when you move your limbs... You are either clapping, you are dancing, you are singing, you are doing something. All the great devotees of Lord, they may raise their hands. Sometimes they will clap. Sometimes they will dance in ecstatic mood. So move your limbs. Just don't stand there and do nothing. Okay. Some people, what are they doing? You are just standing and doing nothing. Eh? But you are well, uh, Buddha over there. Huh? No. You are supposed to be showing some love, some respect for Krishna. So move your hands, move your legs. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, you can dance over there. Nobody says you can't dance. You can dance for him. And when person who is doing the puja also is supposed to be doing you see, people will do like this, you know. What is this? If you have the God like this full, you see, imagine you are doing that to Balaji in Tirupati. You are not going to just do to his face like this, no? You are going to do like this right round him. And there is his car is standing outside also, Garuda. You have to show him also. Okay. And all the other deities around him, they are important. So when they are important, you have to do it to all these people. And that is the reason why moving the limbs is very important. When you are doing prayers at home, I can tell you one more thing. Every room should feel like a temple. You see, every room should feel like a temple. So clean all the rooms. And go and show the dupam, deepam, whatever that you are doing. Because Krishna lives in your house. Every place, including the door. You see, door is there, no? He is entering through the door. So, think like that. So, show it to everybody. Because there are so many beautiful entities around you. Nobody understands this. In every part of your house there are beautiful entities. We can't see them with our naked eyes. It is because they are in their subtle body. Think like this. If your house is a temple, how many people are gathered inside? You may think, I am the only one who is doing the puja. No, no. In a temple, how many people gather? Lots of people. So, think about it. When the person is showing the Arti, are, there are so many people standing for Arti, including all the demigods. The demigods are also there. You think they are just nobody around you? The demigods are also with you. They are the ones who help you out in your jobs, isn't it? They work through you. And that is the reason why it is important to also show everywhere. So, moving the lids to serve me, recapitulating my attributes to speech. When you speak, you have to speak only good words, not anything bad. Just recapitulate, recapitulate, say it again and again. Right? My attributes. What are my attributes? Just before this I was talking about hair, right? He's got those attributes. They are so wonderful. The kind of comely figure that he has. His beautiful face. The feather in his hair, right? The earrings that he wears. All these contribute towards his appearance. So talk about his appearance. This is nothing but praising someone. It is like you see all these love songs. The hero is singing to his girlfriend, his wife or whoever the heroine is. Is he not saying, your eyes are so beautiful. Your ears are so nice. Your cheeks are so lovely. Doesn't he say that in that whatever song that he is singing? So in the same way, when you look at the comely figure of Krishna, You praise him for that. Look at his beautiful legs. Look at the way he stands. See? There is a very beautiful reason why he stands that way. Many a times people have no clue why he does that. Then, through speech and then surrender your mind unto me. Your mind, which is full of all this material worldly stuff, you can just put it at my feet. Some it is like this. You have to know something. Can you put everything at the feet of Krishna? Think. What am I saying? All your bad qualities can you give Krishna? I'm asking you the question. Think about it. You have a dirty quality. And your girlfriend is there. Are you going to give that quality to him? Her? Huh? No, no. So then what makes you think that you can pass on all your dirty stuff to Krishna? All the good stuff you please give him. Say that you know I would love to see this in you. I love you so much. That is the way of saying to Krishna. Every line should speak like this. Shankaracharya, Adi Shankaracharya had written such wonderful things about Krishna. You should go and read those beautiful words. Then you will understand the truth of what he says. Just like this Madhurashtakam, which I mentioned some time back. Go and listen to it. Decipher every word. See what he says. Then you will know. And banishing all desires from it. Keep this mind at my feet but remove them from all the desires. We see when you have your mind know oh I am thinking tomorrow I, am, I have this very important interview. I have a call. You are having that in your mind and then you are putting that at my feet. You think I am going to attend your call? <laughs> Why are you putting it at my feet? No, clean your dirty mind and then put it at my feet. Not with all the trash that you have it in. Okay, so I hope you got it. Okay, so we'll move to the next verse. Right. This is chapter 14, Uddhav Gita, verse 23. Giving up riches, enjoyment and happiness for my sake making sacrifices, (coughs) gifts and homa, gifts and homa, repeating my name, undertaking vows and austerities all for my sake. Giving up riches means what? Whatever that you have, do you have the guts to even give to him? You know the way people behave in this world first? First, they will keep things for themselves. They will say, Oh, it costs me so much to run my house. It costs me so much for transportation. It costs me so much for doing this. It costs me so much for my savings bank account. I have to pay my insurance charges. I have to do this. I have to do that. All this they will first take out. And then they will say, Oh, what am I left with? Oh, I am left with about uh, a few thousand rupees. Maybe I can give it to Krishna. That doesn't, that is not called offering. I am sorry, that is not called offering. The devotees are not doing that. The devotees, you know what they do? Everything that they have, they offer it at Krishna. Do you get what I am saying? Everything that they have, they offer it to Krishna. And next what do they do? Whatever Krishna gives back to them, that is what they live on. But this giving up riches never happens in this world. People love to gather riches more and more and more and more and more. What are they doing with the riches? Somebody else is going to take it away. Who is going to take it away? You will never enjoy your riches, let me assure you 100%. Yesterday, I had gone somewhere. The person says, Now I have got rid of everything. I am free. I have written my will. I have given away all my properties now i am free i want you to think about this statement you are free from what first and foremost why did you gather that riches and all the wealth i want you to think about this why did you gather the money the riches and the wealth for what reason For your own enjoyment. Whose enjoyment? Your own enjoyment. You got married for whom? Yourself. Not somebody else. You get married for enjoying yourself. You build properties for enjoying the property. You buy cars for enjoying that drive. Isn't that what you do? But are you the real enjoyer? Never. You finally write it to somebody else. But you don't give it away. You don't give it away. You know what you do? Write a will and keep. Why? After I die, it will go to this other person. That means you are going to enjoy till the last just because you have written the will doesn't mean that you are given away. Krishna doesn't care for those kind of things. I am just giving you an example for you to understand. Just because you have written the property after I die, this I want you to think about the Queen of England. She is the longest living monarch in the world. How many years she has been a queen? Many many years. She has not abdicated her throne. Her son was there. He got tired of waiting. So he has married another woman now. Okay? In the same way, all the. Oh, somebody is dead, somebody is gone, and they are still waiting for this dowager to go. Think about it. If you so much care, give away the property. Just hand it over. Same way Krishna is saying these words. He is not saying I will give it to you in the year 2028. That is no good. Giving up riches, enjoyment and happiness for my sake. The true devotees give up everything for Krishna like this. They don't keep anything with themselves. Because you are going to become like this person who will be at the age when you are about to die. You'll say, you no, I have written my property for somebody else. Then why the hell did you gather it in the first place? If you have to eat two meals or three meals a day, that is all that you need, isn't it? Why do you have to build properties? You will be the cause of the misery for the future generations. If you build a property, I can assure you this much. If you build a property, tomorrow people are going to fight over even the little piece of land also. So why did you make it in the first place? Because I wanted to stay in that house and that property and I wanted to enjoy. Are you really enjoying? On the contrary, you are suffering every single day. Government taxes, electricity, telephone, these, that, water charges, bills, so many things. And then the, the big tension on the head is what is going to happen? See? Oh, there is water leakage over there. I have to spend another amount of money to get the water patched. You are here as a tenant. Live like a tenant only. Don't own the properties. Never own properties in your life. This body is not your property. That's the first thing that you need to understand. The body is not your property. The body has been given it out to you on rent by you should know mother nature she's going to take it back when you die you cannot carry your body with you somewhere like your body is just a property on rent remember even the house is a property on rent it is not to be owned You don't own anything in this world. Never can you own anything. If you own, I am going to give you trouble in your life. Because the day you start owning things, you know, you are going to be sitting with a lot of trouble. Because you are never going to enjoy the property. The property will be enjoyed by somebody else. Some person from somewhere will come and eat the whole thing and get lost. In my own life. The legacy. I left behind an entire legacy and I threw it away and I came back. And I said I don't want even a paisa from it. You understand the reason why? Who the hell is going to bother about all that thing? To run that property, to think about who is going to own it, how to maintain it, to take care of it. That is the reason why Krishna is saying giving up your riches is important. Enjoyment and happiness. You do, you should enjoy praying to me. You should be happy being with me. So give up all your other enjoyment. Devotion means giving up all your enjoyment. Look at Narada. You think he is coming to your house because he wants to eat food? No. He comes to tell you the stories about the Lord. Do you know this? When Narada comes to your house, he tells you stories of Lord. And the constantly on his lips is Narayan. Narayan, the name of the God is there constantly on his lips. So, enjoyment and happiness for my sake. You should give up all this. Making sacrifices. Sacrifices when you are alive, not when you are dead. Nobody gives a damn to you. When you are alive, make the sacrifice. There are lots of people. Case of Buddha. I can tell you the case of Buddha. There was a very beautiful dancer. She was the official dancer in in the kingdom over there. Her name was Amrapali. She was also known by the name Pali now when she heard that buddha is coming to her kingdom you know what she did she owned hundreds of acres of land which the king had gifted to her she owned hundreds of acres of land which was gifted to her ambapali came to visit buddha and she said my dear Guru, you have brought this beautiful foots of, you know, your foot has stepped in my land. I am so happy with it. I am offering my entire land to you. And she offered her entire property to Krishna, uh, to Buddha. That is the place where Buddha built his first monastery. You should know that. So, Ambapali, in other words, she was a dancer in the court of the king over there. Ajat Shatru's father. Okay. Uh, I've forgotten his name, sorry. Ajat Shatru's father. By the way, the father was later on imprisoned by Ajat Shatru and he was murdered. The same person was responsible for killing Buddha also later on in life. But the lady of the court who used to dance in front of the king offered her entire property to Buddha and said this is for you. That is the beauty of it all. Think about it. What is a dancer from a court going to do with so much of property? You understand why she must have been offered this land? She must have pleased the king. And because the king was pleased, he offered her gold, riches and everything. She became a bhikshuni later on. Okay. So that is how it is. So here making... Repeating my name. Okay. Making sacrifices, gifts and Homa. You have to give gifts. Homa is the oblations. You perform different different Homas throughout the year for Krishna alone. Repeat my name constantly. I said this is what even Narada does. Repeat my name. Keep on saying Krishna, 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 Krishna. You see the way, oh Jesus. People have this habit of saying, oh Jesus. Take my name. Take Krishna's name. Constantly. Undertaking vows and austerities. The vows have to be taken in the name of Krishna. Krishna, from today onwards, I am not going to utter one bad word from my mouth. I am not going to drink liquor from today onwards. I am not going to eat all these fancy foodstuffs. That is a vow. You take a vow in my name, Krishna says, and then you are my devotee. And austerities only for my sake. And do all these austerities only for my sake. And not for somebody else. So I hope you understood this lesson today. That the way of devotion to Krishna is offering literally everything of yours to him. Not the dirty stuff, all the good stuff. Directly to him. That is the way in which Krishna makes you the devotee. Alright? So we will stop over here. Next week we will continue from verse 24. So I'll take your leave. You have a great day ahead.